Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 18th of August 2011. For newcomers, go into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. You'll find hundreds of audios for free download where hopefully you'll get an understanding of the big system that rules over the world, all interlocked, the big players, the organizations, the foundations, the big banks, the thousands of non-governmental organizations that lobby government, and the governments are so happy to hear them lobbying because they want to pass the laws that the lobbyists want. That's how it works, you see, in the real world, because the world is guided along a certain path, a pre-dained path, basically, because those in control must make sure they're always in control and so their children can take over the top positions in the future and therefore they plan the future. It's quite easy to do if you're at the top. I have all the power in the world, big armies, all the banks behind you. It's quite easy to plan the world. And they, they hire thousands of think tanks specializing on each area of society and how to make it all happen. And so that's what you're going through today, the big shake-up before the next system or part of this new world order comes in. That's all it is. They're upgrading their system. And um, remember, too, you can buy the books and discs I have for sale at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. From the U.S. to Canada, you can use a personal check or an international postal money order. You can use PayPal to order. Use the Nation button on the com sites, and it tells you how to do it there. And you can follow it up with an email with name, address, and order. I'll get it out to you. And then uh, those across the rest of the world, you've got MoneyGram, Western Union, and you've got PayPal again. Remember, straight donations are really awfully welcome because the U.S. dollar is plummeting like a stone. And uh, I think that's how it's going to be for a long, long time before they set it at a, a fairly stable level. But it's going to be much lower than it is even right now as you catch up. Because after all, you see, the U.S. really has got a few jobs to do, a few countries to finish off for their friends abroad. And then once that's done, you'll be bankrupt back home and they really hit you hard with austerity, hyperinflation and so on. That's the way it's planned out to be because every country down through history has been built up to be used by other people and then they just leave them collapsing behind them as they move on. It's a very simple thing to follow down through history. In fact, those big countries that arise to be marketing leaders uh, uh, with mercantile uh, trade routes, etc., it's because the people move in with the cash that makes them powerful, and when they move out, they just collapse behind them. So it's, we've watched this over and over and over down through time. It's not hard to do. Money talks, of course, and the whole system has been trained to think of that we can't do anything without their money system. And they're not going to change their money system. It doesn't matter how many crashes they bring on because they like to plunder countries at least twice a century uh, standard. And uh, why change it? Uh, Because they're going to use it again down the road one day. That's why they don't change it. And um, tonight I'm going to talk about some of the things that are going on 
across the world. It's mainstream news, of course, most of it. And the things that are happening, too, with inoculations, the eugenical program, this rampaging ahead, and some of the history behind it and how old it really is, this whole agenda, to do with eugenics and depopulation, and how it's come back to the tongues of those at the top as they prattle on about superior types and inferior types, and how the ones at the bottom are basically the weeded types. You get be weeded out, you see, so that the, the one quarter of society should go on into the future. It's all back out in the open once more. Never changes, is it? Why change a system when it's been years a long time? And the public, when they hear these awful things, uh, disbelieve them. doesn't matter which source it comes from, because it doesn't make them feel comfortable, and they've been taught to feel awful comfortable about things. So they can literally deny what they want to deny and go back into the happy land of, you know, prescribed drugs or, or television, the things that keep them going day to day to get programmed once again. Hi folks, we're back. This is Cutting Through the Matrix and talking about how they're upgrading their system and right into eugenics, etc. as they finish off the last few countries in the world which had their own cultures and they'd worked awfully well up till now for, for them and they don't have central banks, they don't believe in the, the usury business and they're going to be standardized by the US, by getting bombed that is, into compliance. In other words, they eradicate the old system to bring in this new system, which they call revolutionary democracy, that started off with the, with the neocons, and now the neo-dems are finishing off the same, the same, uh, basically, agenda. And, um, this article here, though, is about the foreclosures in New York and other places across the states. It's 92% of foreclosures in New York lack proper documents. Banks are booting people out without proof. And it's just amazing, you see, the banks who, who collapse is all, and who, when they got enough uh, mortgages under their, under their belt, they would sell them off to someone else, and they kept getting sold, sold off and sold off and sold off, and uh, they lost, lost track of the paper trail on the way. And, uh, of course, it's just a con anyway. But it says there's a staggering amount of bad paperwork in citywide foreclosures, not just New York, but around the country. And it says that's how many of the foreclosures in banking families in and around New York City had no proof that the creditors had the right to foreclose. In a three-month investigation in New York Post, a tabloid owned by Rupert Murdoch, by the way, and usually better known for its salacious headlines than its investigative journalism, it's actually there to hack, phone and blackmail, that's what it's about, found that nearly all of the foreclosure proceedings banks have attempted to steamroll their way over sometimes outgunned homeowners, booting them out of their homes, even if they don't have the proper uh, documentation that gave them the right to do so. The Post went through more than 150 Chapter 13 bankruptcy filings from June of last year, pulled a random sample and said, unearthed claims riddled with robo-signers, that's automatic signers, the designers who transfer all these things back and forth, suspicious documents and outrageous fees, and in a stunning 37 out of 40 cases, the Post discovered a broken chain of title from the original lender to the company now making the claim against the local family for its home and thousands of dollars in questionable fees. In other words, the bank or mortgage servicer filing the claim failed to prove it has any right at all to make a claim it was owed the debt or that it could be seized, uh, seized the home. And that's not just New Yorkers who are still struggling. 87-year-old Marjorie Gunter of Emokali, Florida, who has lived her home for 40 years, is on the verge of losing it uh, 
through foreclosure by one of the West, by one of West Bank routers reported last month, an investigation into the continuing problems with mortgage documents. If they take the house, she told Reuters, reporter Scott C. Paolo, Jai Paolo, they'll take me too. Uh, Paolo uh, reviewed records in five states, Florida, Massachusetts, New York, North and South Carolina, and pointed out that despite a settlement in March with 14 major loan servicers, banks or other companies that performed the task for such a collective payment from borrowers or filing foreclosures, even if the loan itself had been repaid or packaged and sold, at least five of those servicers had filed questionable paperwork in recent months. Of the five, one West, Bank of America, HSBC, Bank USA, Wells Fargo and GMAC mortgage denied wrongdoing to Reuters and said they have revised their practices since 2010's robo-signing scandal. That's what they told you, but it's actually still going on yet. New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman's intervention to Bank of America and Bank of New York Mellon settlement is the biggest move yet by a U.S. Polit- uh, politician towards holding banks accountable for their unethical, de- unethical dealings. David Dayan at Fire Dog Lake noted, rather than let the banks off the hook and tell them to do the right thing next time, Schneiderman's order details how the banks committed widespread fraud, that's actually his term in the case, against investors and homeowners. Down the road, maybe this leads to a settlement, but it would be an informed settlement which has done the work and documented the fraud, one that would extract the proper amounts and penalties from the offender. And Schneiderman used state statutes that could easily carry criminal penalties as well. Well, it won't happen, as you know, because they're too well protected, unfortunately. But that's thievery, you see. That's real thievery. They go on and on and on about uh, the little riots across England and their paltry looting, uh, but were looted by the big boys on international scales uh, with much more horror and fallout because of it. And the government takes care of it for them, protects them. Who are the bigger looters, eh? And another guy was shot in England with tasers and killed. Uh, no riots this time, though. I guess he wasn't important enough. Because he was 27 years of age uh, when the police were called to his apartment and uh, they, they kept tasering him and pepper spraying him. And now they've got another stiff, as they say it, on their hands. And uh, he'll just go down the memory hole as well. And it's interesting what this article put up too at Cutting Through the Matrix. They don't go into, should they have used this in the first place, etc. And why can't they just restrain the person? No, they go into the, there's problems with tasers and we're having another look at tasers, etc. It's a technical problem, it seems, that they just keep killing people. And uh, it's all about tests and tests, but there's no investigation into why they killed them in the first place. There's an article here, too, on the new face of psychiatry. It's very important to ensure that psychiatry permeate every educational activity of national life and infiltrate professional and social activities of all people was a global goal that originated with British Brigadier General Dr. John Rawlings Rees in a 1940 speech to the National Council for Mental Hygiene, they called it then. They borrowed that from Germany. He ended on an ominous note. He says, uh, though our knowledge be incomplete, I think we must intimate or imitate the totalitarians and organize same, some kind of fifth column activity. Canadian colleague Dr. Brock Chisholm chimed in with the sinister comments of his own at the close of the war in 1946 in a speech to the World Federation of Mental Health. He argued for, for listen to this, freedom from morality, from morality, and the eventual eradication of right and wrong. You think that's maybe happening now, folks? You've been going through it all as you get desensitized and contaminated 
and that's where you are today. Eventually, there'll be special groups out there uh, that like to do strange things with bunny rabbits, and they'll probably get grants from the government for doing so. Anyway, it says, such traditional upbringing was making children ill, he's insisted. If if the race is to be freed of its crippling burdens of good and evil, it must be psychiatrists who take the original responsibility. Rees and Chisholm had company in political, educational, journalistic, marketing and military circles, most in in songs within uh, interconnected foundations, associations and research centres, foreign and domestic. They became Rees and Chisholm's enablers. Together they created Rees' dream, a controlled psychological environment. Today the Department of Defence has a new name for it. It's called Perception Management or PM and the psychopharmacological industry has hit the jackpot. Ask yourself this, how did people get the impression that parents are non-professionals and therefore basically incompetent to rear their children without help from mental health specialists and child experts? Where did we get the idea that being sad about one's circumstances was a clinical condition to be cured with a drug? Or that feeling overwhelmed was an indication of long-standing anger requiring anger management counselling? Or how about that child with irritating habit of clicking his pen repeatedly or kicking his foot as he sits at his desk or passing notes to classmates when he's supposed to be listening to the teacher? How do people decide that he is, in fact, hyperactive and that he needs treatment to address these annoying behaviours? Well, we learned this information from commercials featuring featuring a household news anchor or sports figure, telling us that, by golly, we can beat depression just like I did, by getting psychiatric counselling and drugs. Parenting articles, uh, including those with, that came in with a Sunday paper, poured forth expert advice via articles, advertisements and editorials, all promoting the notion that people have like a disease, an attention deficit disorder, anxiety disorders, obsessive compulsive disorders, a reading disorder, and so forth, until, as best-selling author researcher Dave Baldassi put it uh, in an addendum to his recent thriller, a major untruth was instituted with such speed and ubiquity uh, that it overpowered the rational mind. At this point, no amount of proof to the contrary delivered after the fact seems to make the slightest dent in public perception to the effect that none of what the public heard and read is true at all. Uh, this is, that is PM at its finest. So thanks to behavioral scientists and their enablers in the marketing and advertising industries where psychology is a major course of study. Perception management is now pervasive. John Rawlings reads, it seems, got his wish that psychiatry permeate every informational activity of national life. Without firing a shot, a cadre of like-minded interest groups today comprise, comprise the elites, acting as a nation's board of directors, so to speak, micromanaging our lives and settling our setting government policy. The mental health industry is that cadre, and we are its chumps paying hundreds of millions of dollars to support legislation purchase medications and rearrange our lifestyles in accordance with the wishes of a select few who are laughing all the way to the bank. And how did they pull it all off? The $64 question, dollar question is, how, given what the World War II generation went through, the sacrifice, patriotism and ideals like duty and honour, could a, a relatively small cast of radicals snooker the entire population? Well, first of all, it wasn't called perception management right away. It came in a kinder and gentler package about changing attitudes. That was a big term they used. The true believers, colleagues of Rees and Chisholm, first seized upon Russian uh, Ivan Pavlov's classic conditioning, 
They followed that up with German psychologist Kurt Lewin's group, Dynamics, Russian neuropsychologist Alexander Luria's Disorganization of Behavior, and U.S. psychologist B.F. Skinner's Deprivation-Based Operant Conditioning. U.S. social psychologist Elliot Aronson added Cognitive Dissonance. By the 1990s, Rees' version of a controlled psychological environment had been raised to the level of an art form. But the darker side became known as scientific coercion, a term coined in 1994 by author Christopher Simpson in his watershed historical masterpiece on psychological warfare, Science of Coercion, Communication Research in Psychological Warfare from 1945 to 1960. That's by the University Press, uh, Oxford University Press. By then, the whole story of business had morphed into the engineering, engineering of consent for populations home and abroad. Back with more after this break. We're back. This is Cutting Through the Matrix. And it's an article here too. I put all these articles up at cuttingthroughthematrix.com at the end of the broadcast. But this is uh, two guys in England, two young fellows who were a bit drunk at the time, uh, sent out to go on and riot, etc., little messages, and they twittered away. It says two men were jailed for four years each, four years each, for trying to incite street violence through Facebook. Prime Minister's David Cameron defended the sentences handed down to Jordan Blackshaw and Perry Sutcliffe Keenan, saying they sent out a much-needed tough message. It's so interesting because, you see, the West, and especially the U.S., uh, sent in the people to, to riots and do their colour revolutions across Europe and then into, of course, places like, um, like Syria. They're doing it now in Syria and Libya for that. And that was okay. That was okay to be funded through USAID, etc., all these different organizations that really belonged to the CIA, and to get them all twittering away. And uh, and we even find the guys who run Facebook, etc., were all in on it too. That came out at the, the meetings when they all got together to, to work with the government to do this, these, get them all going and rioting, etc. But if you do it in Britain... It's a naughty thing. It's bad, 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 and they'll put you in prison for four years because they didn't authorize that one, you see. They're the only authorized ones abroad at the moment. So that's what you get four years for for instigating riots. It says, although no one responded to their online invitation to riot, which they later said was just a, dr- a junken joke, uh, they now face sentences even tougher than many looters. Andrew Nielsen, Associate Director of the Howard League for Penal Reform, says, Our worry is that it's an imbalance. A four-year sentence, for example, would normally be given to someone for grievous bodily harm, for holding someone up with a knife, or even for some forms of sexual assault. So it seems to me that there's a danger that the courts are moving into disproportionate territory that actually devalues a response to more serious crime. The government has encouraged courts to dish out, or it's encouraged courts to dish out harsh sentences, setting public disturbance as an aggravating factor. That's quite amazing, isn't it? And um, it says here, to the British courts are now denying bail to most of the offenders and ignoring all statements of previous good character. Of the 1,277 people charged so far, two-thirds have been remanded in custody. Uh, that's way up from last year's rate for serious crime, which was just 10%. So they'll tell you this year that crime is way up and they get more cops and 
Uh, they always put it in their favour, don't they? They always work. Another article, too, is Big Brother uh, says 10 new ways that the government will be spying on you and controlling your behaviour. And it says here, as Big Brother goes high-tech, here's a list of pervasive technologies the government is using to spy on the public, crush dissent, and control the masses. It says, are you ready for Big Brother 2? If you think that the hundreds of ways that the government watches, monitors, tracks, and controls us now are bad, just wait until you see what's coming. We live in an age when paranoia is running wild. As technology continues to develop at an exponential pace, governments all over the globe are going to discover a multitude of new ways to spy on us and control our behavior. In a world where everyone's a potential terrorist, and that's true, that's what they, they, they label everyone as a potential terrorist. You don't just don't, just, just don't know yet. I mean, you might wake up tomorrow and be really pissed off about something, you see. It says, we are told that things take liberty, like, like liberty, freedom and privacy are luxuries, you see, uh, that we can no longer afford. We can't afford these luxuries. Uh, we are assured that if we just allow the government to watch all of us and investigate all of us, that someone or somehow that will keep us all safe. But it isn't just the government that's watching us. We're now being taught to spy on one another and to report any trace of suspicious activity to the government immediately. The entire civilized world is being transformed into one giant prison grid, and many of the new technologies that are now being introduced are going to make things even worse. The first one is one I mentioned already. Are you ready for electronic skin tattoos? One team team of researchers has created an extremely thin, extremely flexible smart skin that will open up a whole new world of possibilities. Wearing skin-mounted electronics might seem like a great deal to the the tech geeks, but it also could create a whole lot of new problems. The following is an article in a UK paper. It's got a link here. Describe this new breakthrough. The epidermal electronic system relies on a highly flexible electrical circuit composed of snake-like conducting channels that can bend and stretch without affecting performance. The circuit is about the size of a postage stamp, is thinner than a human hair, and sticks to the skin by natural electrostatic forces rather than glue. Yet this type of technology would be a great way to connect wirelessly to the Internet, and it would be helpful for doctors that need to monitor their patients. But the potential for abuse is also there. As long as they make them nice, nice tattoo shapes, you know, and colours and stuff, they'll take them. That's what they were trained for, putting things through their noses, isn't it? Once this type of technology becomes widespread, governments will be able to monitor the location and activities of their citizens like never before. In addition, this type of technology could one day become mandated by governments. Well, it will be. For example, some uh, someday you may be required to have an electronic skin tattoo in order to prove your identity or participate in commerce. And it's not too far of a stretch to imagine that skin-mounted electronics could be used to control large populations. Just remember, if you connect yourself uh, physically to the Internet, that means the Internet is connected to you, who's programming you, right? So according to a shocking document obtained by Oath Keepers, the FBI is now instructing store owners to report many new forms of suspicious activity to them. According to the document, and links here for it too, suspicious activity now includes paying with cash. Or missing a hand or fingers. Maybe you've blown yourself up practicing. You know. Strange odors. I guess that's chemicals. Making extreme religious statements. I guess it depends what country you're in. Uh, radical theology. Purchasing weatherproofed ammunition or match containers. That's what you use for camping for your matches. Or purchasing meals ready to eat. Maybe you're really hungry. <laughs> Back with more of this after this break.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back and we're talking about some of the the things that are coming down the pike. They've had them for a few years actually. They've tested them all out in Afghanistan and elsewhere and Iraq where no one complains when you toast them. This one here does actually toast you and of course you've heard of it before and this, this YouTube video is up on it too as it tested it. The US military has developed an invisible pain ray that is markedly effective. The following is how, is now, uh, is how a recent article posted in Alternate described the weapon. Sounds like a weapon out of Star Wars. It's called the Active Denial System or ADS. Sounds like an open air microwave projecting a focus beam of electromagnetic radiation to heat the skin of its targets to 130 degrees. So you just got those quick uh, open-up rations. You can toast them on your head, I guess. This creates an intolerable burning sensation, forcing those in its path to instinctively flee, a response the Air Force dubs the goodbye effect. Of course, they can actually uh, literally roast you with it. They can cook you. They've done that before in the Middle East. They've, they've cooked whole buses, people buses in them, and they literally are toast. Sadly, this weapon is already being used by American, in American prisons. How long will it be before it's used in the general public? Well, you, you'll know when the first riots start in America, no doubt, or, or another group in Britain. And they can be attached, by the way, we just mentioned it here, but they can be attached in helicopters too and do whole crowds. And then number four, be careful about what you pick or put up on Facebook or Twitter because law enforcement agencies all over the globe are now focusing on social media as never before. For example, the NYPD has just created a special social media unit dedicated to looking for criminals on Facebook and Twitter. And there's five, facial recognition technology, which we know, of course, is a lot about. And from the CBC, it says the facial recognition technology is being considered for London's 2012 games as getting a workout in the wake of Britain's riots, with officers feeding photographs of suspects through Scotland Yard's newly updated face-matching program. Facial recognition technology is rapidly going to become part of our everyday lives. I think it is in some countries. In fact, now even Facebook is using it. Well, that's what they were. They created Facebook for. Six is smart meters are going into homes all over North America and Europe. The smart meter monitors your home every single minute of every single day, and they transmit very sophisticated data about your personal behavior back to the utility company. That's what they're really for. They're all being used by police all over the United States in drug cases. A smart meter catches you using an unusual amount of energy. There's a good chance that your home will be raided. The European, European Parliament has set a goal of having smart meters in the homes of 80% of all electricity consumers by the year 2020, and Barack Obama is working very hard to get them into as many American homes as he can. I mentioned that last night, too. You don't have to actually take it. They're supposed to ask you if you want it. If they don't do that, then it's no contract. Number seven, our children are being trained to accept being under surveillance almost constantly. For example, the U.S. Department of Agriculture is spending huge amounts of money to install surveillance cameras in the cafeterias of U.S. public schools so that government control freaks can closely monitor what our children are eating. Are they eating the GM poison or not? Really, that's what it is. Perhaps you, and then they'll test it again against your, your, your actual test results in class. Perhaps you thought that only Tom Cruise had time to worry about pre-crime. Well, now pre-crime is popping up in the real world too. The Florida State Department of Juvenile Justice has announced that it will begin using analysis software to predict crime by young delinquents and will place potential offenders in specific prevention and education programs. That's great, isn't it? 
According to the ACLU, state police in Michigan are now using extraction devices to download data from the cell phones of motorists that they pull over. This is taking place even if those pulled over are not accused of doing anything wrong. Well, see, that was the whole thing about the right programs. That was to train you getting to get pulled over for no reason. And you just train you a bit at a time along the way and you adapt, you see. The following is how an article on CNET News describes the capabilities of these extraction devices. Devices sold by a company called Celebrite can download text messages, photos, video, even GPS data from most brands of cell phones. The handheld machines have various interfaces to work with different modems and can even bypass security passwords and access some information. Number 10 is LRAD sound cannons already being used by law enforcement authorities to disperse large crowds inside the United States. So how much damage can sound do? Well, it turns out that sound can actually do a whole lot of damage. The following is how Alternate describes the cruel weapons. Long-range acoustic device, or LRAD, built by American Technology Corporation, focuses and broadcasts sound over ranges of up to hundreds, uh, hundreds of yards. LRAD has been around for years, but Americans first took notice when police used it in Pittsburgh to ward off protesters at the 2009 G20 summit. It is generally used in two ways, as a megaphone to order protesters to disperse, or, if they disobey, as an ear-splitting siren to drive them away. While LRAD may not be deadly, it can permanently damage hearing, depending on how it's used. By the way, there's many settings to it. It can actually give a very low frequency, and it'll literally burst your eardrums. That's what I'm not saying in that one. LRAD sound cannons do not discriminate when they are being used to disperse protesters. Any innocent bystanders in the area will be affected as well. If anyone gets too close to LRAD sound cannon while it's in use, permanent damage can result. Small children and the elderly are particularly vulnerable. Sadly, the use of LRAD sound cannons is becoming more common. In fact, they've been used to break up college block parties even. I was going to say too, but by the way, if they turn it to very low frequencies and very powerful ones, they can actually uh, cause hemorrhages in the brain. So what kind of world is it that you want to live in? Do you want your children, grandchildren to live in a world where liberty and freedom are all but forgotten? Well, I'd say they're, they're all but forgotten now with most people, to be honest with you. This world is headed towards a very dark place. These big brother technologies are going to become even more pervasive and even more oppressive. This trend is not stopped now. Someday these technologies will get into some very evil hands and then all hell will be unleashed. Well, they already are in the evil hands because you have no idea of the rest of the agenda that's to be caught, brought your way. And who is going to stop it? Who is going to stop it? As I say, look at the plundering the banks have done to the people. You've got ten cities now. And they're still plundering people living in homes and, and kicking them out as they try to work out who really owns the home. And this is way, way beyond a bunch of people rioting in London and England. Way beyond it. That was nighttime plundering and small-time looting. This is grand-scale uh, plundering and looting, but of course the government doesn't see it that way. They they back the looters in that case. What does that tell you about the people that you vote in? Huh? Uh, you never learn, do you? Never learn. We're going to link up tonight too, but NAFTA. Lots of links come off of it, and it will update those who are wondering what all the presidents and prime ministers have actually been up to the last few years. And I'll tell you about all the deals I've made with as to bring in all of Latin America and give them lots of your cash as well, by the way, so they can come up, get up and running. And, of course, we know that Venezuela plans to move the reserve funds that it's got 
Venezuela plans to transfer billions of dollars in cash reserves from abroad to banks in Russia, China and Brazil and tons of gold from European banks to its central bank vaults, according to documents reviewed used by the Wall Street Journal. The reason they're doing it, by the way, is, you see, uh, the United Nations uh, and other countries and Obama gave sanctions to this through executive orders. They can steal the bank accounts of those countries that are attacking now, and they're talking about doing the same. Just, but Obama just passed one the other day there, an executive order to seize and freeze all the, fun, all the outside bank uh, cash for Libya and Syria. So that's how they do it. There's nothing safe from these plunderers, you see. So this uh, Venezuela uh, is moving their reserve funds to somewhere that's more secure where they won't be able to just grab your cash. In fact, Holland just uh, seized, they seized a lot of the cash from Libya uh, where they're, they're helping to plunder there because they're setting their, their jets to bomb people. Uh, and they stole a lot of the bank accounts that were outside of, of the country. And they stole it and now they've given $100 million or more of that cash to the World Health Organization, who will then give it to the rebels. That's what it says in the article. I'll put that up there tonight as well. And, of course, that will be machine guns, not hypodermics. The, the World Health Organization come in after with UNESCO once they've conquered the countries to dumb them down, especially the children, with their first batch of uh, massive inoculations. That's the real world we're living in. That's the real world. And I've mentioned too about the UN climate models are flawed. It doesn't matter if God himself comes down and tells them they're all wrong. They're not going to change. It's because it's an agenda. It's nothing to do with fact, you see. Uh, a good fiction will do just as well uh, to get all their new uh, order in the world and force everybody to comply with austerity and energy taxes and, and all that. UN climate models are flawed and they grossly exaggerate the warming effects. We've all heard ad nauseum about the so-called greenhouse effect. Even little children can tell you the buildup of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere traps heat by increasing humidity, etc., etc., except that it doesn't, at least to the degree that the UN climate models have been programmed to believe. Instead, as soon as the climate begins to warm, the Earth's atmosphere begins releasing much of this energy into space. It's always been that way. How do we know this? Two University of Alabama scientists, Dr. Roy Spencer, Dr. Danny Braswell, compared 11 years of data from the real world of UN climate model predictions and found the models grossly flawed. The study rather pointedly called on the misdiagnosis of surface temperature feedbacks from variations in Earth's radiant energy balance. And so I'll link to that too. The whole report appeared in a peer-reviewed journal called Remote Sensing in late July. It says, and Dr. Spencer stated in a press release that the NASA Terra satellite observations suggest there's much more energy lost out into space during and after warming than the models show, the climate models show. There's a huge discrepancy between the data and the forecast that is especially big over the oceans. The new study supports earlier National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, that's the NOAA outfit, and NASA data showing that humidity and cloud cover did not increase the way that the flawed UN computer models predicted. And it goes on and on and on with more links, etc. But uh, it won't change anything because, you see, this is written in stone, and it's, like, it's as good an excuse as any, isn't it? They've, they've, put, everything, they've put all their, their chips on this to make sure that it goes ahead. Uh, this article I mentioned about the Libya uh, and the Netherlands, the, the Holland, it says Netherlands gives £87 million of frozen assets to the World Health Organization. And the Dutch government has given €100 million, Euros, £87 million pounds in frozen Libyan assets to the World Health Organization to distribute medicine to the Libyan people. It will be medicine that's going to be, you know, rocket launchers and stuff like that to finish off the job, obviously. 
You can never trust the United Nations with all of its organizations. But anyway, Mr. Bessemer said Dutch Foreign Minister Yuri Rosenthal told a press conference reserved for Dutch media, media he was delighted to offer the money to the UN Health Agency. I want to get a kickback on that one too about you. But anyway, that's the way the world really works, isn't it? And then another article too on special report, more than a thousand international scientists dissent over man-made global warming claims challenge the United Nations IPCC and Al Gore. And it takes you right to their site. More than a thousand dissenting scientists uh, updates previous 700 scientists report from around the globe have now challenged man-made global warming claims made by the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. That's run by Pachori, who is an ex-railway you know, engineer. He's the head of it. And former Vice President Al Gore, this new 2010 321-page Climate Depot special report, updated from the 2000 groundbreaking U.S. Senate report of over 400 scientists who voiced skepticism about the so-called global warming consensus, features the skeptical voices of over 1,000 international scientists, including many current and former United Nations IPC scientists who have now turned against the UN IPCC. This updated 2010 report includes... Um, it says, um, uh, well, it includes a whole bunch of, and you guys too, it's got a whole bunch of names here, famous scientists who have all come out against it. The chorus of skeptical scientific voices grew louder in 2010 as Climate Gate scandal, which involved the upper echelon of the UN IPC scientists, donated, uh, detonated upon uh, the international climate movements. So it's a complete fraud. It says, I view climate gate as a science fraud, pure and simple, says noted Princeton physicist Dr. Robert Austin shortly after the scandal broke. A climate gate prompted UN IPCC scientists to turn on each other. UN IPCC scientist Eduardo Zorita publicly de- declared that his class, his climate gate colleagues, Michael Mann and Phil Jones, should be barred from the IPCC process. They're not credible anymore. Zorita also noted how insular the IPCC science had become by writing these lines. He said basically that that, um, that would be the end of his career with them just by writing it. It's almost like the Soviet Union, in fact, but it is the Soviet Union techniques they're using, isn't it? You either are totally with them or you're out, you're against them. And uh, you better go along with the mainstream story or else. Uh, now Sarkozy and Merkel plot £13 billion tax raid on the UK, on Britain, to save the European uh, cash system, the euro itself. So they only use uh, uh, all kinds of techniques to, to, to get this cash out of the British, especially value-added tax and Tobin taxes, etc., 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 as they get plundered once again. The British are very calm people, you know. It's only once in a while they have a little riot, and then they come down heavy-handed on them with law and order on behalf of the establishment. But uh, here we go again as they plunder and plunder and plunder for, for the, a European Union that nobody wanted except the elitists, for the globalists, you see. And a very good article here is called Adventures in Autism. Uh, it says, Revisiting James Murdoch, uh, Brian Deere, the Sunday Times, GlaxoSmithKline, Glatso and the attack on Andrew Wakefield. Andrew, Dr. Andrew Wakefield came out with the first uh, real studies independent studies on the effects of vaccines, autism, and other things that happen to children with them. And it's a very good article. And it shows you how Rupert Murdoch, who lambasted, he led the charge against Andrew Wakefield, was tied in with GlaxoSmithKline, the big pharma boys that were making most of the vaccines. 
and how it says, one article here is good, Julie uh, Gerberding claims that she never bothered to read the polling case that vaccines can or cannot cause autism, that children with mitochondrial disorders can develop autism-like syndrome from their vaccines, then upon leaving her post at the CDC, became the head of vaccines for Merck. See, they're all corrupted. You see, they put their own people into the CDC who make the MMR vaccine that damaged Hannah Poling. So they didn't even read the articles that come in because they, again, have an agenda. You better find out what the CDC actually is. It's part of the military as well, by the way. And uh, it's public-private in a sense. But the top ones all have uniforms there. And the agenda is to dumb you down and depopulate, etc. That's what it is. That's what it is. And here's Obama. Obama urges Syrian president to step down and imposes harshest sanctions ever. Sanctions is plunder. U.S. President Barack Obama on Thursday for the first time explicitly urged Syrian President Bashar al-Assad to step down imposing the harshest sanctions on the Middle East country to date. Well, what, a, what a goal to tell someone else to step down at their country, a different country. In the tough-worded statement released by the White House, Obama said Assad's calls for dialogue and reform have rung hollow. We have consistently said that President Assad must lead a democratic transition or get out of the way. Now, who says you're going to force this, this, this elastic uh, democracy across the world? Hmm? You know, they've broken all the UN treaties that they had. That they, regardless of the system that the people had in their own country, they would never in- interfere with it. That's part of the UN Charter. But no, it's changed now, you see. You've got to be democratic. You've got the same banking boys in and the same central bank and get you into debt with the IMF and all the rest of it, you see. Uh, so anyway, the, he's frozen their assets, as I say. A nice character, eh? I was looking earlier to Obama's new radiation-proof bus. It's a big black bus now. It's, it's coated with lead, lead shielding and uh, all kinds of fancy gadgetry to make sure that if he starts a war, he might survive it and a few friends of his. But they have much better places to go with the bus too, mind you, that will keep them alive for maybe a thousand years underground. And we'll go to some more articles when we come back from this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, and we'll go to Bob from Texas if he's there. He's been hanging on the line. Hello, Bob. Yes, uh, Alan, thank you. Uh, uh, real quick, I wanted to thank you for your uh, uh, book suggestion, You Can Trust the Communist. I, I, I just got it in, to do exactly as they say. Yeah. Um, and this is an incredible book. I mean, it talks about uh, social sciences, social euthanasia, uh, uh, this, this is, I mean, it's, I can see this happening. When I see the stripes across the sky, yeah. uh, I say, well, this is, this is what's happening to us right now. Uh, George Soros is buying a bunch of farmland now, cashing in, uh, uh, and I see, I see the food supplies. We're in an extreme drought here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people wanted to be self-sufficient, it would be very difficult. Uh, to be self-sufficient without the natural rains to uh, to grow crops. Yeah. Uh, you know, what do people do with the monies? I, I heard something on NPR talks about, uh, you know, the CDs only, you know, you're only bringing in 80 bucks, you know, this sort of thing. Uh, but your money is safe. 
your money's safe because the federal uh, it's it's federally secured. Mm-hmm. You know that's the promotion. Uh, and and then if you like if you pull it all out, well if you pay things with cash, do you, you, you see what I'm saying? It, it's they've, they've got it sewed up. Yep. You know it's it's incredible. But this book that you, I mean you can trust the communists to do exact. I mean this this really is. I mean this is yeah. outlining everything. It, it doesn't matter what name they give themselves today, or if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, can use the same techniques with it's the same duck. And and see, it doesn't matter what, in what flag they use. No. Or or what you know, uh, you know, just like you were talking about the the audacity of another country to say, you know, you step down. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, who could who could do that? Uh, you know, mind your own business. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got business to mind in your own country. Uh, and this is this is amazing. And now you talked about Serb, the Serbian uh, thing, you know. And I did. I haven't had time to, to look at that link, mm-hmm. but they're they're taking a stand against this. I wonder what kind of response is happening with all that. It's a matter of getting more publicity. But uh, at least the Serbs, you see, who uh, recently signed a few treaties, now they're getting sprayed. Uh, see it because they haven't been poisoned with all the inj- injections that we've had. They haven't been on GM food all the years we have and getting stupider and stupider. Uh, they actually are still able to see what's happening in the skies above them. I've, I've got a friend that had his, his child is, is has to have you know shots to get into school. Yeah. And they told him, but but you know, hey, you, he that his baby had all these shots right at the beginning. He wouldn't have to have these boosters until he was 12. Well, you know, he's in kindergarten. Well, and they said you cannot, he will not be able to go to the school, mm-hmm. you know, unless he has these shots. And I said, you know what? I said, Where is a freaking law that says that he has to have these shots? I, I, if I was a father of a young child now, I would be, this would be, I would be fighting this, but no one, no one's fighting it. No one's fighting it. They just, they, they, just they, they follow it. They go, oh, this, has, this is a regulation? Okay. Mm-hmm. And they adapt and they adapt. They've adapted all their lives, you see. And, and they don't know they're under tyranny because, again, in that book, you can trust a communist that tells you the techniques. Yeah. Yes, it, it's a kinder and gentler way, yeah. is it not? That's right. Yeah. God bless you, man. I love you. Well, you take care and hang in there. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God or your gods. Go with you.